Now then, and thank you for listening. Welcome to the Midlife Film Catch-Up, a podcast where each week two friends approaching midlife analyse a film they've never seen before. We're watching a film from each year since the year we were born. We started in 1983 and we're now on the year 2005. My co-presenter is a man who has lived in Liverpool, Southampton, Devon, Hong Kong and our nation's capital, London. Chris Jenkins. Hello, nice to meet you all. Um, Chris, uh, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners um, by maybe telling us who you look up to? (sighs) Andre the Giant, um, Jaws from James Bond. Big, big people. Big people. Uh, That big thing from Fraggle Rock lives above ground. I can't, remember, I can't remember the details of Fraggle Rock. Not yeah. The details. Yeah. Um, anyone on stilts, you know, circus people. BFG? Look up to him, definitely. Snozcumbers. Shout out to BFG. Who are the other guys on, in the BFG? No idea. The mm. people who are sort of... I don't think there's enemies, but... Umpa Lumpers. Mm, opposite. Um... Oh, they're like the cat, the dream catchers or something. I can't remember. He he's a dream catcher, isn't he? Is he? Are, are there those things that you hang above your bed? Yeah, maybe, mm, perchance. But mm, I don't know. It's all it's all water under the bridge. It's all um, it's in the past. You don't want to hang a BFG above your bed. I I don't want to be a Roald Dahl apologist. You know, for all his Nazi stuff. Nazi stuff. Yeah. Uh, sorry, anti-Semitic stuff. Okay. Yeah. Should we set the scene? Um, yeah, let's set the scene. I've had three pieces of fruit toast. Okay. Uh, one of two of those pieces were a sandwich with peanut butter. Wow! I've just had a banana, so that's me. Um, two pieces of jam on toast and a banana. That's all you've had. Yeah. Is this what we do, we're doing now? We're setting the scene by talking about what food well, we had today. I was following your lead, really. I was I was oh, going to say we're, go it's Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's the day before we're releasing this podcast. Yeah, to uh, the wire. Yeah, it's uh, it's seat of your pants stuff. Yeah, flying by the seat of your pants. Squeaky bum time. Yeah, Tommy squeakers. <laughs> um, it's warm, isn't it? It is, it is warm. I'd say it's uh, humid. Mm. Would you say it's, what's the other word? Claggy, would you say that? A bit close. It's a bit close, isn't it? Yeah. Bit, is that because we're in your your bedroom? <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Oh. We're in my bedroom. Yeah. Um, we thought that would improve the sound quality. And, and sound quality is something that we do want to discuss, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, please, please bring it up, Sam. Um, so you might have noticed in the last three episodes, the content has been... Off the scale, it's been brilliant. We've, we've done some. Yeah, uh, we've hit it out of the park. Yeah, the quality of the content of 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 our, us speaking has has improved because we've been doing it in the same room. But um, but as you will have noticed, there's been a drop off in sound quality. The sound quality has been turgid, a bit a bit turgid, which means it's it, it, it's stationary turgid, or is that like fit to burst? Turgid? No, I just thought it meant bad. Bad, yeah. It's um, yeah. It it could be improved, which is why we'd like to announce the film catch up fundraiser. The film catch up 
fundraiser is online now, and um, we don't like doing this. We don't like ask. We don't no. like coming to you cap in hand. Of course not. Um, but give a man a fish, and he'll eat for one day. But give uh, two men two XLR microphones and a USB audio interface, and they'll create podcasts f- for life. We just need a, a little bit of um, life. Well, well, until the project is comes to a conclusion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we do we sort of intend to to keep doing this beyond the forty. I mean, we yeah, can, we we're, can... we're going to do new iterations of the film catch up, um, but we want that to be of the we want the listener experience to be as good as it can be. So we want to uh, invest in the project. We're looking to raise a hundred and sixty pound, which is. If if our if our if our core if our core fan base uh, bought us a pint a pint each uh, London price pint no nah, probably probably actually I'd say an average, average Liverpool price pint I don't know what where London prices are now but probably like seven quid or something probably yeah so You're looking at five fifty now for a pint I reckon right so just a a, a couple of Liverpool pints and um, we'll, we'll be sorted uh, you know. Yeah, you can spread the cost, do as little or as often or as much as you want. Yeah, yeah, we would we'd really appreciate it, and it'd really help the project. It'll help us in terms of the quality. It'd help us in time in terms of the amount of time that it takes us to put this together. Because uh, we do prefer to do this in, when we're in the same room as each other when we can. Um, it, it is hot. It is hot in here. It's hot, but it's is it is hot it, content. It is hot content. Is it? Is it is this room hotter than the other rooms in your flat, or is it because it's a hot day? Um, bit of column A, bit of column B. Bit of what? Bit of column A, bit of column B. Column A, column B. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I'm it's a hot kidding. day. We're in a hot room, and it's the, it is the hottest room. It's the only room that receives direct sunlight. Right, okay, noted. To this, just to describe Sam's bedroom, there's a map of the USA, a USA song map on the wall. There's a painting by Andre Durand. There's three um, G Clay screen prints by Sumya Kadaya. How'd mm-hmm. you say? Would yeah. you say that? Um, there are three whimsical postcard photographs. Yeah, I wouldn't call them whimsical. The, the, the top one's Paul McCartney outside a um, a shop. But he's but he's laughing and he's holding a pie or something. Yeah. So that's whimsical. Classic macker. Yeah. And what's the second one? It's a cross section of a Morris Traveller or something. Trabant. Um, is it a Morris? No, it's one of those um, one of those cars that they had in um, Cold War era Berlin. Great. And the the last one is at Montpellier. What's that? That's uh, Budapest. That's the Danube. And you can see the Houses of Parliament in the background. It's a rather more sombre affair, this picture. It's it's black and white, uh, probably on a, yeah, black and white sort of moody piece to offset uh, all the whimsical stuff that's going on. There's not nothing that whimsical going on, I'd say. Maybe the USA song map. I try and keep on the right side of whimsy. Yeah, oh, don't we all, don't we all. I won't go into any more detail than that. It's an invasion of privacy. Are we doing... So we've, we've set the scene. Yeah. Done the fundraiser. Yeah. Are we doing... Are we covering expenditure this week? What have we spent? 
Um, no. We're not, is that a format point? I know there no. was a couple of uh, episodes ago we started talking about how much we'd spent that day. Yeah, that's just where the conversation led us, wasn't it? I, th- I don't think we need to do that as a, as a, as a hard uh, agenda point. Right, so uh, I don't need to notarise stuff anymore. Is that what you've been doing? It's like, well, I could bring it. I could log into my bank and we could go through it. No, best, best not. Let's crack on. Let's crack on. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. So the year is 2005, and this week we are looking at the film, The Three Burials of Melchiades Estrada. Pronunciation. Melchiadas Estrada. I thought I thought that was that was top draw. I thought that was really good. So uh, last week I said that we need to do more to um, explain the context of a film. So this film, um, yeah, was released in two thousand five. It's Tommy Lee Jones's directorial debut. Nicely said. Um, I, I think to this day is is only. I think he's done two now. He's done two films in a director's chair. Yeah. Um, it was largely received well by critics and yeah. audiences. Yeah, I think he won Best Actor at Cannes and Best Something Else. And the writer of the film? Wrote Amores Peros and 21 Grams. Amores Peros is a film we've covered before. Guillermo Arriga- Arriaga was a writer. Um hmm. Which I didn't realise when when I picked this. Yeah, no, me neither. It's just one of those lovely coincidences. It's the first time I think I've had a repeated writer or director uh, in the project. Is it? I mean, uh, yeah, we've had plenty. We've had a couple of Bobby Muller's cinematographer. Yeah, Bobby keeps popping up, but I don't think we've had a repeat writer or director. No, so it's Tommy Lee. He's doing his first film. Um, so let's uh, what's, don't sugarcoat it give it to me straight straight into quick thoughts I was just uh, going to no. ask you a little bit about what you what your general relationship is with Tommy Lee Jones because it is Tommy a, Lee I don't feel like he's discussed a lot in sort of popular culture as much as maybe he should uh, I like the guy I like the guy I think uh, he's one of those old school uh, gruff American actors who he call I, I would you would it be fair to say he calls a spade a spade? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's from the south, isn't he? He's from Texas. Mm. Yeah, he is from the south. And um, look, if look, if you like someone, you like someone. I, I like Tommy Lee Jones. I think he's funny. He's got a, a really good wit about him. Mm-hmm. He can be tough. He can be funny. Um, and um, watched a couple of YouTube interviews with him yesterday of him. You know, uh, not being being a bit uh, gruff with avuncular, avuncular with the interviewers and really making them squirm a little bit. Right? Because I think he, he he's he's uh, he's a, he's of the acting uh, ilk of um, you go in, you pretend to be someone else, you go home, you, the, you learn your lines, you do your job. The Bobby Bobby De Niro school, at the opposite. 
the opposite. Bobby De Niro is a method actor. Uh, famously gets immersed in the role, stays in character on set. Tommy Lee Jones is uh, bish bash bosh. Right, okay. I thought what you were saying was that he was of the opinion that all he has to do, all his job is, is to do the role and the um, the press junkets and all that stuff is... Someone else's business. Yeah, it's not. It's I mean, no, I mean, I think I think probably with his stature, he doesn't have to do too many junkets, good, good use of junkets. But... Um, but uh, I'd say, you know, I'd say he's just a he just, he just he's a no nonsense sort of actor. He, he doesn't believe in the mystique of it like some actors do. So, do you think that profile goes with is correlated with number of junkets? Uh, nah, I, I wouldn't say that because Tom Cruise is one of the most financially successful uh, uh, actors in the world, and. His films are seen by lots of people, but he does lots of junkets because he wants to promote his own films, which he's also the producer on yeah. as well. So I, I don't think there's a correlation. It's probably a contractual thing, isn't it? The likes of Lee Jones and De Niro, they're quite averse to junkets, so they'll put in their contracts. No junkets. No junkets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever done a junket? I haven't. No, the closest I've come to a junket is when I worked at the theatre. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did a bit of stuff around interviewing the cast of plays. Did you do it in front of the press? N- no, I, I effectively I, I was a marketing department of the theatre, so in that in that situation, I was you were the press part of the press in a way. Yeah. So they sat at a table, and you you fielded question. They fielded I questions from you. I mean, I don't think I even did the questions. I think I sort of sat in on some. Yeah, pretty close to a junket. A little bit. How close have you come to a junket? How close? Um, I've, I've I've been a wine waiter for for Roy Walker from Catchphrase. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, that's maybe. Um, I'm just my head's going back to that time in my life because I I met a lot of famous people at the at the Dorchester Hotel. What uh, year was this? I, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but um, it was the kind of place where they had junkets, but I don't think I was. I ever, I don't think I ever stood in on any junkets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I did the G something. Is it you know where they have summits? G twelve and like all the world leaders come and stuff. I did one. G four. G four. Yeah. Um, Was that the C five? C four. C four from Liverland. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I saw the politicians, but I, I didn't sit on sitting in on any junkets. But should we do the? Um, prognosis of this film yes yeah yes, yes yeah. Did, did you think you'd done it no no I, I, I couldn't remember the sequence I couldn't remember the sequence <laughs> so uh, yeah Tommy Lee Jones plays Pete Perkins whose friend Melchiadas Estrada um, is found dead in the opening of the film uh, it transpires that Melchiadas was Er- erroneously shot by a member of the Border Force Police, Mike Norton, played by your friend of mine, Barry Pepper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More on that later. Um, and Sam, Pete, Sam's rubbing his legs. Perkins, Pete Perkins. Is that helping you? Um, is that helping you do the prognosis? I think it was yeah. doing, yeah. No, keep doing it. Keep well, doing I can't yeah, now, yeah. can I? No, I'm just worried that you're going to build up a lot of static. <laughs> they're, they're like nylon, nylon pants. 
Pete Perkins thought a lot about Melchiadis and he wants to exact revenge for his death. Um, he thinks he's bang out of line that he's being shot. Um, so he... he oh, but he also wants I, I, to... I, I think it is suffering now you've stopped. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, you take over. No, no, we keep, I was going to say... You can yeah, keep I mean, you should legs. rub my legs now. No, 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 it's not that sort of thing. Um, I know we're in the bedroom. Um I th- yeah, I no, I, I I don't know where to go on that one. He 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 decides to take he Melchiades made Tommy Lee promise that if he ever died he would take his body back to Jimenez, mm. which is a little village in Mexico, and he'd return him to his wife and children and he'd bury his body there. So throughout this film, Tommy Lee takes this body back to Mexico whilst evading law enforcement, i.e. the sheriff, whilst evading the border patrol mm-hmm. police. Um and 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 he takes the guy he finds out who shot Melchiades and that guy was Barry Pepper, a member of the Border Patrol police, takes him hostage and they take the body back together um to Jimenez in Mexico. The film is broken up into three chapters, the three burials. Uh, so the first burial is the shallow grave that um, Barry Pepper buries Melchiades in. The second burial is the um, more official burial that that is um, that takes place in the in the Texan town. Yeah, without uh, dignity, I'd say that burial. Yeah, yeah. So he's a he's a nun. Is is a He's a person without papers, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's, yes, he's undocumented immigrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then the third burial is the uh, the climax of the film, where they find the Jimenez, Jimenez, and uh, and bury him there. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are your quick thoughts? Quick thoughts. Um, I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was beautifully shot. It um, captured the Texan light really nicely. Yeah. Um, I thought it had tonal ambiguity. Oh, which is good or bad? Good. Okay. In a good way, yeah. Tonal ambiguity. Because you are are someone who doesn't like ambiguity. You don't like David Lynch films. I don't like David Lynch films, but I think that's more of... There's more kind of... uh, That's laziness. Mm. Not laziness, it's like... um, it's what's the word? Uh, esoteric for esotericism's sake. Mm. Let's not go there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I, and I, that's not true as well. I do. I do like David Lynch films. You don't. He doesn't. Um, but this yeah. had. Uh, so we've talked about Rye Smile Factor a oh, lot on this podcast. Now. Hello. I'd say that this film had Rye fa- Rye Smile Factor coming out of the wazoo. No. I, what's the wazoo? That the. Pi- Penis. Uh, I think when you say coming out of the wazoo, it just means that there's a lot of it. But I don't, I don't know literally what it means. Okay. Um, I think do write in if you do if you know what it is. The that literal f- meaning of coming out of the wazoo is that a phrase coming out of the wazoo? Yeah, I tell you who uses it a lot. Who's Tim Minchin uses it a lot. Oh no, well we're not saying that then. What Cut you, that out. What's your problem with Tim Minchin? Oh, I know what you mean. Gee, come on. I know what you mean, but yeah. I don't think we need to start a beef with him. I'm not starting a beef with him. You know. Uh, and I don't think... Should... You, could, you could put him on it on Christmas Day, couldn't you? A, the whole family would be happy with that, wouldn't they? Yes, yeah. yeah your mum would like it. 
you know, I, I don't like it. I think I've seen him live. I think I saw him live in um, in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit of fun, isn't it? Just a bit of fun. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. he's a very talented performer. Who are your favorite? Writer. Who are your favorite stand-ups? What of all time now? Top three. <laughs> uh, Stuart Lee. Right. Um, Daniel Kitson. Yeah. Tim Key. Right. Yeah, yeah, solid. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to say, like, Bob Monkhouse. Um, you're going to say Bernard Manning. And you're going to say... Um, totally wrong. Jimmy Tarbuck. You'd be totally wrong. I, I'm, I, I'd say um, Andy Kaufman, Maria Bamford, and Tim Heidecker. Okay. Amer- all Americans, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, I think they excel in the format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. That's mm. good. Horses for uh... horses for courses. What got us on to stand-ups? Oh, Tim Minchin coming out the wazoo. What was coming out? The, the rice smile factor. So I, I, I'm not sure the rice smile factor was coming out of the wazoo. I, 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 I had one rice smile moment. What, so what moments did you have? I'd say almost every moment that Tommy Lee Jones was on screen. What? I was rice smiling out of my wazoo. You were we watching the same film? Well, this is okay. This is the crux of it. Yeah, uh, that's one of my favourite performances of any anyone I've ever seen. Tommy Lee Jones in that film. In this film? Yeah. And have, have you seen other Tommy Lee films? Yeah, I've seen them all. Men in Black 1, 2 and 3. Yeah, I know, I know, you, I know you've seen the Men in Black. You love the Men in Black. Um, have you seen No Country for Old Men? I've seen No Country for Old Men. I've seen The Fugitive. Have you seen the one, the amazing one with Steven Seagal? Um, Navy Seal. Navy, Navy Seals. No, no. Navy Seal. Oh, incredible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this, would you... Batman you, Forever. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, Batman Forever. Who who's he playing Batman Forever? Two Face. Two Face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he's a, I think he's a the the most underrated actor of his generation. I mean, he's he's pretty well regarded, isn't he? So he's, I'd say he's rated. Not enough. Not, not highly enough. Right. And I think that's probably his aversion to junkets. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. He maybe. Play the game. He doesn't. Um, but how do we get onto this? Um, so, right smile factor. I, I don't think you can say there was a right smile every time Tommy Lee was on film. It was quite quite a serious film. Well, this is why this is why this is what I mean about tonal ambiguity. Okay, cool. I thought it had a lot of the qualities of a favorite film of ours, um, Napoleon Dynamite. This is unbelievable. Okay, go on. Um, it was very understated. I think it's like Tommy Lee Jones's character. It was kind of like. A bit of a goofball in a way, but a very, but very sort of good, a very good man. A bit yeah. of a goofball, but then a quite like a, an evil streak to him. Um, but there was like little bits that seemed a bit like off, off key. Mm-hmm. It was difficult to like. Um, it was you know when you say about someone, I haven't really worked them out. I haven't worked that person out. Oh yeah, he was like one of those people that I just didn't, I couldn't work out, and I, I enjoyed trying to work him out and I think yeah. 
I think Lee Jones in his depiction of um, Pete Perkins wanted to wanted to sidestep you every time. Oh, you think you know me, do you? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, it was very hazy on his details of his life and his backstory, which which was on purpose, and yeah, was ambiguous and and. Um, was he a tough guy? Was he a was he a ladies' man? Was, uh, was he just a, a cowboy? You know who was he? Sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But 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 what were we, what we rice smiles were you getting? It was it was it was, it was basically. Uh, I don't know if I can think of a specific. The rice smile. The rice smile I got was when um, at the end in Jimenez where they had a, a bit of a back breaking session of building a a house to bury the body in and uh and it's been absolutely exhausting they've been on this like week long trek already and then uh and it's and they this the the animosity between Barry Pepper the hostage and Tommy Lee is like is been awful throughout mm-hmm. you know cuz Barry Pepper's reprehensible character Tommy Lee's a tough guy with him mm-hmm. so he's you know like He's rough with him, you know. He puts mm. him through his paces, and he's and they they hate each other. And the bit that made me laugh was when they built, they've done this backbreaking work, and then they sit sit down together, and it's and then Tommy Lee just pats him, pats Barry Pepper on the back, and that you know it really takes you by surprise, like oh a bit of affection. He says right now you dig the grave, and he said it in such a funny way, matter of fact way. Um, because he thought they were, he was softening, because there, there was a little bit of softening right, in, in yeah. their relationship going on. It was a sidestep. It was a classic uh, TLJ sidestep. Was it? Do you think it was a classic so, sidestep? Yeah. yeah. What about the bit where um, Barry Pepper goes, looks like the ants are eating your friend, and then um, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones has to pick all the ants off the corpse of um, Melchiadis, and he's taking it very seriously, and he's really worried about it. Yeah, yeah I that, was, that, that was funny. That was I. I thought I thought that was maybe a tonal misstep rather than tonally ambiguous or or comedy. I, my quick thoughts. Yeah, go on. Um, but then he also um, gets that antifreeze, and he thinks that's the way. Because you sort of think of sometimes you think of um, Tommy Lee Jones's character as being like. Oh, he's a he's very accomplished. He can do all these different things. He, he knows how to get around things. He can speak really good uh, Mexic Spanish to the Mexicans. Mm. Is it Mexican or Spanish? It's uh, I think it's Spanish. Yeah. Um, and and you think he's he's very good at lassoing? Yes. How, yeah. Yeah. What? How are you? Are you good at lasso, lassoing? Do you say lasso or lasso? Uh, lasso. It doesn't everyone. I think the Americans might say lasso. All right. Um, I've never done it. I've done hula hooping. Um, I, I can I can only tie a basic knot. I've never learned any sailor's knots or anything. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Um, I've never done it, but I assume I'm really good at it. I think. Why? You just got a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with cable ties and um, string. Mm-hmm. Rope, um, yeah. Well, you can see that um, clothesline outside. Did you install that? Yeah, I installed that. Is it retractable? No, no. Well, in a way, it is. Mm, what do you mean? Well, you can take, you can unhook it. 
Yeah, that's that's that doesn't it doesn't coil up, doesn't retract. You, yeah, if you coil it up yourself, you roll it up. You say you're saying you're basically on a par with like cowboys and, and frontiers people. No, I just say that's as much as I've been challenged in the world of lassoing. Um, but if I was to if la, I was la, la, lassoing, if I was brought up on a ranch. Uh, I'd probably be, you know, adept at it. I think you'd think you'd be good at it because you put a clo- that clothesline up. And then, um, but then, like he thinks the Tommy Lee Jones thinks the way of uh, looking after his mates, cops, uh, in the face of ants is to um, like fill it up with antifreeze. Yeah, it, it, it's just. I mean, this is in my, my quick thoughts. Yeah, it was it was an average modern day western about redemption, and then. It switched genres a few times, so it started out as a bit of a detective story. Tommy Lee trying to work out who killed his mate, mm-hmm. and then I was on board for that gritty sort of thriller. Um, and then, and then he finds out pretty quickly who did it, mm-hmm. kidnaps him. Then it becomes a bit of a uh, Homer's Odyssey, like Oh Brother, We're Out Now, where they meet a blind person mm-hmm. and they meet these different characters so Weekend became, at Bernie's uh, yeah and then it became Weekend at Bernie's that's where I was going so sorry. yeah so no it's alright uh, so it became Weekend at Bernie's it became a comedy with a corpse yeah and and uh, yeah maybe it was on purpose um, but just give me a bit more of the rice smile Let, give me a, give me a little bit more to go on there you know um, but, yeah, yeah I mean those ingredients Detective, yeah. Uh, Homer's Odyssey, good book. Good, good. I've never read it. It's a, it's I've, a poem. I've, read, a, it? I've a, read over a third of it. It's a long poem. Yeah. My friend uh, Chris, she got me it for my birthday. Ah, oh, Chris the Greek. And um, what was the third thing you said? That, I mean, I, I, that's quite interesting. A Greek person bought you some Greek. Well, she also got me a um, Greek recipe book as well. Great for another birthday. That's great. Yeah. Thinking she's she's using her loaf. Yeah. Yeah, probably call it a um, flatbread there. Though. Yeah, let's 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 not get onto flatbreads again. Why, why? Last week, why were you saying that the the bread and cake aisle are amb- ambient goods? That's what they called. I once had a conversation with someone who was a buyer for a supermarket. Really? Yeah, and they, they introduced me to the world of ambient goods. What what are classed as ambient goods? Your Battenbergs. Yeah, cakes and bread. Cakes and breads, basically things that can go off that don't need refrigerating. You know, go, you know, go off, don't need refrigerating, a, but can go off. Go off in, you know, in, probably I don't know, within yeah. a couple of weeks or something. When I worked in Jay Sainsbury, do you know what we call the fruit and veg aisles? No. Produce. Pro- yeah, produce aisles, but but I never heard ambient goods. So so but you maybe, went to maybe, the supermarket. Maybe that's because I was at opposite ends of the supermarket. I never to the I never crossed paths with the ambient good people, so never heard the term ambient goods. Yeah. So you you would always be on the which aisle would you be on? I, I, I mean, so got a bit of a, a complicated relationship with Jay Sainsbury, but I started out on trolleys. Mm-hmm. Then I went to milk. I was always a loner. I was always a Lone Ranger. Right. Um, then I was on Milk. Um, and I, I used to really dislike um, speaking to customers. Mm-hmm. So I, was quite, I was quite cheeky when I was younger, so I was kind of a bit rude to some of them. And I, th- I thought I re- genuinely considered making a little business card that said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a mute on it. Sure. <laughs> can, you, can you say? Uh, non-verbal. I'm a non-verbal person, and I, and I, I never did it. Um 
and then I went away for a bit, came back, and then I worked night shifts as a stock attendant, okay. um, doing kind of like the one the aisle I remember was biscuit biscuit aisle, doing right. biscuit aisle. Yeah. Okay. Was that is that ambient? I was just trying to think. Um... Ambient goods are re- that really sits between the produce and the yeah the 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 bread and and cakes. I, it, my hunch is it's not Dry, because, dried goods, or would that be rice and pasta? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm way off on way that. off, way <laughs> off. But I, yeah, I remember I had an iPod. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I just that was like only been out a year or so. And what size? Cost, cost, cost a fortune. A big one? Uh, 125? Can't remember. Megabytes? Can't remember, but it just made that job easy. It was like mm. having this amazing thing. Um, yeah, and then I sometimes worked on produce in the daytime, uh, another time that I was there. But they kept me away from the ambient goods. They kept me away from the checkouts. Still quite a lot of uh, ingrained um, institutional sexism, isn't there? Oh, uh, really? What? Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose uh, you don't uh, see many male checkout attendants. No, I mean, even in Asda on Smith Down Road in Liverpool. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but, you know, it doesn't bother me. So, did, so it did at the time. When you're but, saying you didn't like to speak to the customers, was it, you, was it your choice or was it their choice? My choice was that the customers were an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. And, I, and if they did speak to me, I was a bit rude to them or a bit, a bit clever. With them, but right, I was okay. a wise smart. ass, smart, 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 smart Alex, smart what? Wise and Heimer. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, but um, but it's it's controversial because it, the ASDA ASDA was taken to court recently because all the male workers tend to work in the warehouse mm. and they get paid one or two pound more than the people who work on checkouts, which are mainly women. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's international world. In the murky world of sexist supermarkets. Sexist supermarkets, <laughs> yeah. Um how did we get onto the supermarkets? Ambient so goods. um dried tri- dried goods, biscuits, bread, flatbread. Um the, the body Odyssey. weekend of Bernie's, go on. Chris the Greek. I just think um Yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed that you didn't enjoy it as much as me, to be honest. I think is it's because I haven't been sleeping much, right? Okay, that can have an impact. Yeah, I've, I've, I've something's keeping me up at night. I'm, I'm not getting to bed before one or two. I, I don't know where my head's at. It's all jumbled up, and because um, I'm waking up early. Pardon? I'm waking up early as well. That's that's a byproduct of your stress, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or something. A mind is that I can't sleep, mm. or something. Something on my mind. Yeah, defo. Do you know what it is? Uh, it could be a number of things. Right, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just thought it wanted to be surreal, like the Weekend at Bernie stuff. It wanted to be hard-boiled. It, it wanted to have the hard-boiled element. Yeah, okay. It wanted that. You know, well, and, and the thing is, No Country for Old Men came out, I think, like 10 years after this. And that's got Tommy Lee Jones. That's set in Texas. That is hard boiled, and it's like an absolute like masterpiece. And so watching this, it's it's unfair because I've seen him, I've seen what he could be, and what film he could be in. And this made me a little bit disappointed in this film. But you're sort of intimating that they want it to be one thing or another. I'm th- I'm saying 
you can enjoy the the melding of those tones. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, you think it's going to be really serious, and it's a, you know on the on the face of it, it's quite a serious um, subject matter story, but then it's dealt with. It's with a light touch. With a light touch, yeah. Dealt with with a light touch and quite realistic in some bits. I, I, I Don't get me wrong, I love being led down the, the garden path. I, I love, lead me down garden paths. Yeah, that's, what, that's what it's doing with a, with a dead Mexican and... Uh, um, Barry Pepper. And Barry Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, no, like, I love getting led down the garden path. I love it when a film switches genre. But... I, I, I never knew what was on purpose and what was just bad bad technique well I think this spe- this speaks to my trust of Tommy Lee Jones it does and, and my distrust of just the knowledge that he's a first time director mm. I, that gives me distrust right because okay. he's an actor and he's acting in his own film and he's directing himself so you don't tend to like that sort of thing Um it's it just like I, I don't know. Uh, some people have done amazing jobs at that, obviously. Um, but just having that, I guess I, I wish I didn't have that knowledge going mm-hmm. into it. Maybe. Let's talk about Barry Pepper. Okay, so no. what is, where uh, where mean, do I know Barry Pepper from? Whimsical name. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good Can name. you even imagine having that name? I mean, I, I've got to say, I was surprised that was his name because he Me doesn't too. look like a Barry Pepper, does he? He does not. He's got a whimsical name, but he's a tough act, He's a tough guy. He's not going to ever play anything but um, the Ar- bad man, is he? Army people. Army bad men. Well, well, I looked him up, and you will know him. Yeah. He has been... An army guy in Saving Private Ryan. Right, okay, yeah. Another Homer's Odyssey film. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Uh, but he plays a good guy in that, a soldier. Does he? He's he's part of the, the team. Platoon. The platoon. And then the other role he's played is in The Green Mile with um, Chet Hanks. What's his name? Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks. And he's a screw. Um <laughs> He is uh, he's a screw, but he's a good guy again. Okay, so I'm bang wrong. You're bang wrong on that. Barry Pepper plays sort of the earth good guys, but in but in institutional roles like soldiers, yeah, screws. yeah. But whimsical name, but Whim- he couldn't be less whimsical as a person. No, just made me think. If your name was Barry Pepper and you were just starting out in um, on Sunset Strip mm-hmm. in Hollywood. You'd think about changing your name. You, you and I would think about changing our names. Well, do we know that he was um, he was Chris he was christened Barry Pepper. He was. It was it. Okay. He was. Do you know what Neil Diamond's real name is? Neil Diamond. Correct. Yeah. He was only ever going to be one thing, wasn't he? Yeah. They call him. They call him the Jewish Elvis. Yeah. With the, the media. With, yeah. Within reason. Within. You mean he's not as good as Elvis? Oh, I, don't, I don't know what I meant. No, I just meant he's he's good. Elvis is good and he's good. Okay, good. Um, and he's Jewish, I yeah. assume. Yeah. Well, no, he is. He good. is, I believe. Um, but how did we get onto Neil Diamond? I think I think, I think think Barry Pepper is his real name. And, you know, I'd, I'd, you'd change it, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, he's, he's, done, he's done fine, hasn't he? I, I yeah. think the, the, the 
one thing that you want as an actor is a memorable name, and yeah. he's got a memorable name. So, I mean, it's a great name. Would you do you know any other actors' names after? Um, is is, is 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 it condiment pepper? Is it condiment? Yeah, I'd say it's a condiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's the core condiment. Yeah. So you got vinegar, ketchup, mustard, yeah. horseradish. Horseradish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, horseradish. I mean, you're taking a leap there. I thought you were starting with the more standard ones. All right, go on. Well, you got salt, ed- pepper. Ed- educate me. <laughs> salt, pepper. I'm joking. So I'm going down the um, I'm going down the hierarchy. All right. Salt, pepper, vinegar, tomato sauce, mayonnaise, and then you sit there. That's that's kind of top tier. Yeah. Then your moutard, your horseradish, your vinegar. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, whether I put mustard and horseradish in the same, I, I'll be honest. I'm a horseradish denier. I'm, I'm what not. What do you mean? Fan, I'm not a fan of horseradish. You've lost your, you've lost your mind. You've lost your mind. Don't like it. You've lost your mind. It's, the, it's pretty much the only food stuff that I don't like. What do you have with beef? Mustard. Fine. But what about in Japan? Yeah. Come on, this you, is what you're insulting say. my culture. You're insulting the Japanese culture. <laughs> no, I do like wasabi uh, with sushi. What uh, earth to um, duh, earth to Sam, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, horseradish is wasabi, so I'd wasabi say, is horseradish, okay. Yeah. So I'd say wasabi. Hello, <laughs> did, did you get the memo? Didn't you get the memo? Horseradish is wasabi, so wasabi is a duh. relatively new revelation to me. Like, I, I, you said you, you're talking the last two to two and a half years. Yeah, uh, and I've made my decision on horseradish probably five to six years ago after trying it for a know, lifetime. Did, yeah, for like for my lifetime. So. Yeah. So maybe I'm due to revisit horseradish. I think you, you damn straight, damn skippy, revisit horseradish and monster munch while you're at it. But um, what do you have horseradish on anything else apart from beef? I do. I I I, I have. I think I've had it with gammon. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not something, you know. You, I, you, I wouldn't say do that. I do it at a stretch. If I'm it's, hungry for something, hungry for condiments. It's, it's not something I'd recommend, but it is one one way to live. Who says that? Bright eyes. Is that how you got a bright eyes T-shirt on? Mm-hmm. Lovely stuff. Um, was that? Was he talking about horse horseradish in that song? I only know the one album uh, down the bottom of everything. What's it called? It's great, great album. Uh, are we talking about the same guy Connor something the best yeah yeah um, okay well let's not whoa, get sidetracked whoa 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 you've also got mirin and soy sauce yeah I mean I'm, I'm taking this I'm definitely looking at this through an anglophone perspective yeah 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 I mean I'm just thinking is there any any other famous actors you know Mirren oh sorry right you got, okay. you got Helen Hel- Helen Mirren that's good yeah Helen yeah. yeah that is really yeah. good yeah I, I only just thought of that you got <laughs> Helen Mirren you've got Soy are there any actors called Soy there's gotta be hasn't there it's gotta be gotta be do right in ketchup no mustard it's gotta be someone called mustard gotta Colonel. be Colonel Colonel mustard Pat Pat mustard from Father Ted yeah um, salt. It's got to be someone called Salt. Salty. Veronica Salt. Who's Veronica Salt? Oh, I know who you mean. Veruca Salt. Okay. From Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Right. Okay. Yeah. There is someone called Salt. An actor. Yeah, I'll find out next week. Uh, horseradish. 
Probably not. Stretching it. Yeah. Uh, fruit sauce, brown sauce, HP. How's the parliament? It's got to be someone called Brown. Yeah, yeah. Dot, dot, cotton. June Brown. June Brown, yeah. 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 Um, so we've got June Brown, Barry Pepper. Yeah. Um, Pe- Mayo. Mayo. Simon Mayo. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Really yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not strictly speaking an actor. No. But in showbiz. He is in showbiz. And there's lots of Barry's, I'd say. Is that a sauce? No, I mean, just, you know, Barry Pepper. You know, you know there's lots of people called Barry as well. Yeah. No, without, without a doubt. Um, Hull City have a new player um, called Ruben Vinegar. Really? Yeah, Vinagre, I think it is, but pretty much Ruben Vinegar. Like, instead of spelled vinegar, at the end it's R-E instead of A-R. Yeah. So that that is vinegar in French, yeah. Wow, I think it's Portuguese. Okay, well, I'm sure it was um, colonised by the French. I think Portugal's, you know, has got been unfortunately colonised by a few countries. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, so, and this brings us neatly back to the film. Well, maybe not. Maybe, of... maybe not. Portugal was. I think they. I think they were pretty. They colonised. Colonised a lot of South yeah, America. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up. Yeah. So what are we on? Barry Pepper. Yeah, Barry Pepper. So, um, excellent display. And I think me saying, "Oh, I could only ever play a bad guy," you know, that that points to the fact that it was a it was a very good acting performance. He was very bad in this film. He he played an unrepentant a hole, I'd yeah. say, in this film. And I did like that part of the story. I think, I think this film showed that redemption. Even when you think redemption is not possible, it can be. Mm-hmm. I think he did redeem. He didn't mean to kill Melchiades. You got a midge. Yeah, it's fruit flies. You got a problem. Fruit flies. Uh, do, you, do you know what helps with that? Apple cider vinegar. Apple cider vinegar. We've you got want... it set up all over the place. We've got Same more here. pots of apple cider vinegar in his house than Barry you, Pepper. You're a man after my own heart. Yeah, you've redeemed yourself on the horseradish thing. How many pots have you got of, of apple cider? I'm vinegar? talking self yeah. to catch flies. Yeah, me too. Okay, three. Yeah, I've got I've got about six. Really? I'm not even joking you. And you put holes in the lids of the jar. Uh, so what we do is put them in little bowls, um, cover the bowl in cling film, and put yeah. little holes in the cling film. And do you put a tiny drop of fairy liquid in the in the apple cider vinegar. No, no, no. That creates like a sort of membrane where when they touch the the surface of the vinegar, they, they can't can't get out again. Right. Well, um, and instead of having bowls and cling film, just get yourself some old jam jars and t- tap little holes in the lids. A lot tidier. 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 Mm-hmm. Tidy. You know, something's tidy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like the... tidy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks tidy. Not messing about with cling film. Mm-hmm. You can keep them for next year. You don't have to have these bowls sitting around. Yeah, and it, they, they just blend into the environment, you know. And that sting was by the musician 
Yeah. Joe Booker, uh, thank you very much, Joe, for um, All right, yeah. contributing the music to this podcast. We appreciate it, Joe, big time. Uh, and Joe had some catch. Joe had a catchphrase for us, didn't he? He did, yeah. So Joe wrote in a few weeks ago, and I was I ne- neglected to um, actually bring it up on the podcast at the time. Um, he was enjoying the. Um, we sometimes do some stand-up comedy workshopping. Pardon. We some we sometimes do some sta- me, me and you sometimes do some stand up comedy. We, we do workshopping. We do. I think that it's time for that now. I'd say. Okay. Well, let me tell you Joe's um, catchphrase. So Joe suggested this as a catchphrase for your stand up. I think he just said it was good. For, for this. Wait, 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 wait. Before you play it, let's set the scene. Mm-hmm. Joe sent in a catchphrase. Is it for this podcast or is it for your stand up set? What's the difference? Uh, one one of one one of these things is a podcast that we record each week called yes. the Midlife Film Catch Up, yeah. and another thing is a st- your stand up set, which you, you you're hoping to one day perform. Oh, okay. Has Joe sent in a catchphrase for your stand up or for this podcast? Um, I don't know what it's for. So I don't know what it's for. I think it's for your stand up. Okay. So what do you think? So this is a catchphrase. You know, I know, and you know, I know. You was it? You know, I know, and you know, I know. Yeah, it's good. It is good, isn't it? So, would you think about putting that in your stand-up set? You know, I know, and you know, I know, and you know, I know. You so it's like you know, is it? You know, in, I know. Invisible it. You know it. I know it, and you know, I know it. Yeah, but so say it without the it. You know, I know, and you know, I know. Leave a bit more of a beat between the first you know and I know. You know. I know, and you know I know. Good, that's it. You've nailed it already. It's a lot to think about, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I th- yeah. I'd say you have to practice that, that one quite a lot. So it's just a ref- it's just like a reflex. I'd say I'd say you you've got your aspect ratio material. I I know when I I know exactly when you'd say that. Okay. For the my name is Earl material. The, the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Say no, say your third point on the my name is Earl thing. There's no babies called, is it that one? And since that show was on the air, there's been no babies called L. You know, I know, and you know, I know. Yeah, good. Yeah, that works. That works. Have you have you got any new stand-up material this um, week? Well, it's, I've got an anecdote that I think has got potential. Okay. It's A true, true life anecdote. True life anecdote, yeah. Okay. So it happened to me this week. Okay. Um, so I was at Costa Coffee. Costa. Um, and uh, in front of me was a uh, quite an older man in the queue. Go on. And um, where was this? Uh, South Parkway train station. We're talking seven a.m. Mm, no, seven forty-five or something. Seven forty-five a.m. Yeah, yeah. So it's early morning. Yeah, we're queuing for our coffee. Yeah, and um, usually in in the uh, South Parkway coaster, there's like very peppy. Um, young people behind the thingy. Morning. Yeah. What would you like? Yeah. Uh, this time it was a real sourpuss. Oof. A real sourpuss. Good and, word. And the older man was like, um, "Oh, just a, um, just a latte, please." And um, she says, "And this, this sourpuss was every time she went. Do you have a? Do you have the app? Oh, do you have the app? Is that what it's come to? Is that is that what modern life has come to? Do you have the app? 
why was she? Why why was the Sourpuss asking this? this? So the app is like the loyalty, the new form of loyalty card. Oh God, you're joking me. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting this reaction. So. Oh God, this is all, no, this, this, um, that's a blow. And the old man says, "Yeah, I do have the app." Yeah. So the old man has the app, scans yeah. it. She's doing a little bit admin. She's telling the um, that's not about that's not about turn, isn't it? She's telling the barista to uh, you know it's it, it, whatever's going La- on. Give us a latte, please. A latte, yeah. Um, and she looks at the thing, the sour puss, and she goes, "Oh, you've got a free coffee. Do you want to spend that on a free coffee?" After he's paid, no. Um, okay, well that's so, so big, that's helpful. So that's a big that no. What's a, and then the old man is face lit up. Right. So that's a big moment, isn't it? When you get your free coffee, free coffee, that's a big. So you want yeah. someone to recognise that and acknowledge that. Yeah. And the sourpuss was just stone faced. Do you want? Do you want your free coffee? His face lit up. He thought about it. He looked around a bit for someone to sort of celebrate it with. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. sort of just I like gave him a sort of um, a visual thumbs up. What, what I'd call like with a, your a facial, a facial thumbs up. <laughs> So I, I sort of, How did you do? I sort of, no- of nodded to him, raised my eyebrows, and smiled. Like, oh, yeah, well done. You've you've reached your free coffee. Yeah. And then he, he, he so he was like he was elated. He was absolutely elated. Wow. And then he looks back, and the, the sour puss is just waiting for his answer. Does he want his free coffee? She just slapped. She just slapped him in the she face. She just ruined what should have been a really special moment. A special moment for him. Yeah. Um, and he's an old man. And he's you know, an older man. This yeah. might be the only time this has happened to him in his life. Probably he's li- retired. Lived, lived through the war. Yeah. Yeah. Got demobbed. Um, went into, I don't know, carpet or some carpet sales. Yeah. Or, you know. He's signed up for a Costa app as well. And that's no mean feat Co- for an older person. Costa. 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 Uh, yeah. And how many times, how Six. many coffees do you think? I think it's six, yeah. You have to buy six before you get one free. Your seventh is free. So, so it might have happened before. What? How long do you think this old man's had a uh, yeah. app for? When did the app come out? A year ago. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Um, but I agree with you. I think that's good. I think, I think that's you good. You know, I know. And you know that I know. Good. I think. I think you've just got to work on the bit. You've got to say like. And when she didn't smile at him, you've got to say what the equivalent would be, something metaphorical. You've got to think of something really outlandish. It's like she had just shot JFK or something, or something really horrible, or or, or some kind of visual or metaphorical thing. It's like you've you've just won the lottery, and the person that you've told says, oh, so you're going to put, which bank account are you going to put that in? Something like that. Something a bit a bit more on the on the money, maybe. It's like um you've just um won the pools. It's like um it's like you've just brought your gammon back from the, the carvery. You just brought your gammon back from the server only to realise you put a horseradish on it. Yeah, oh, it's quite this. No, it's go, more like something go really go good's happened to you and then you you met with What were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? You just won the pools, and no, it's, that's the same as the other one. Yeah. Um, what's what? Good, okay, you've just announced that you're pregnant. Yeah, and they say, well, um, when are you going to start saving for their um, college fund? Yeah, 
Yeah, we we need to work on that a little bit. A little bit. Mm. Um, okay. It, but it was, you know, it was, it was. I don't it, know if that's my. Maybe that's not in my repertoire. Maybe that's not in my. I think it style. is. I think it is. I think there's. There, you just got to set up a bit more about this sourpuss and um, go into detail about how much of a sourpuss she was, and uh, yeah. It's it's almost like she's delivering him bad news. Like it's almost like when a doctor's delivering you bad news about, I'm sorry that we lost them. We couldn't save them. Yeah, it's almost like that. Yeah. No, but she but that would be compassionate. That would be compassionate. yeah. No, she she she's delivering what should be good news as a, as if it's just administrative protocol. And I don't believe that a, f- a free coffee on your um, loyalty card should be administrative protocol. I think it should be. A moment of celebration. That's your punchline. That was that was brilliant. I love that. That's 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 your punchline. Okay. I don't believe it should be administrative protocol. Good. Okay. Um, have you have you been working on any? I just were aware that we're we're working towards your type five mm. in stand up, and we've got a good selection of material now. Yeah. Have you been thinking about something called callbacks? Um, you know, I know. And you know that's a catchphrase. Uh, can you can you link this material back to the aspect ratio or the uh, what other material have you got? Um, my name is Earl. My name is Earl. Or dogs, small dogs. Yeah, that, that's my favourite. No, 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 there's no through 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 line. Could you not say this lady? Anyone would think she'd just seen a small dog or something. Um. Don't think so. No, I don't, don't think so. This I, lady, anyone would think she had a no, no. Maybe it's, it, it bears thinking about. But I think we need to just wrap up this film, this week's film. Okay. Uh, have you got any takeaways or final thoughts? Um, on? I mean, my final thoughts are: I just, I'd really implore people to watch this film. Uh, I think we need to talk about Plex. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, You're we, per, you were perplexed. Yeah, we were very excited about um, the streaming. Whoa, platform. whoa, whoa! What you you were? Well, you, you were very excited. I think this. when you found out last week that it was on Plex, you were excited. Yeah, yeah. When you told me, yeah. And then when I found that I could download Plex onto my Fire Stick thing, yeah, uh, I was excited. Yeah, because it was a free streaming platform with adverts. Uh, you know, it's your Pluto. It's like Pluto. It's like Freevee. Okay, yeah. Um, is this is this good for the podcast? Is this is this good stuff? Is this good stuff? I, well, this is more like public service information, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, but the the uh, be all and end all is the long and short. It, it of was it. skipping for you. It was. It kept. Um, it kept like buffering. It kept buffering. Um, well, um, Sam. I put it on Plex and it didn't skip for me. Oh, really? It skipped maybe once every 10 minutes, which I can deal with. But the reason I didn't watch it on Plex is because it didn't have the subtitles for, for when they were speaking Espanol. And was that, that so that wasn't an artistic choice by Tommy Lee Jones? I, I really hope you, you, you didn't watch this without subtitles. I watched it without subtitles. What, where did you watch this film? On Plex, yeah. Even though it was skipping, yeah. So even though it was buffering all the time and there were no subtitles, you watch this film. Well, 
You're me- you're insane. I d- I kept expecting the buffering to stop, and I thought the I thought the no subtitles for the Spanish bits were an artistic choice. You you got you got mental problems. You got mental problems. <laughs> well, maybe I'll watch it again. I'd, I'd say thirty percent of this film was in Spanish. <laughs> it wasn't there. I would easily say thirty percent of this film was in Spanish. Yeah, and some pretty crucial stuff as well. Okay, so like, you might be able to answer a question. Like, you know, crucial, crucial stuff was in Spanish in this film. You might be able to answer a crucial question for me then. Go on. Um, there was a scene where Tommy Lee Jones and Mel Kiadis, when he was still alive, um, went to a motel. Went to motel rooms with um, January Jones. He, yeah, the the wife of um, Barry, Barry Pepper. Pepper and the wait, the waitress from the um from the diner yeah how come how come january jones was going to motel rooms with random dudes i think that her and the so the waitress's mo was to um she was a married woman but she liked to sleep with other men in the town and her and the wife of barry pepper aka january jones they became friends mm-hmm. because she was lonely and she was like, I'll show you a good time. And I think that involved meeting up with other men. Right, okay. To have sex with them. But And that was never mentioned after that, was it? Like, I kept thinking that Tommy Lee Jones was saying, who was going to say, oh, and you know that Melchiadis would like to have a good time with your wife. I don't think Tommy Lee... Oh, yeah, he did know that that was her, yeah. Yeah, okay, good point. It was never brought up, and it could have been. It wasn't covered in the Spanish sections? It wasn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you missed a lot if you weren't watching. And it was skipping all the time. Yeah, and I still, I still I don't enjoyed under, it. I don't understand. I texted you, I said, don't worry, it's on Apple TV, £4.49. Yeah, but by that point, I'd probably already watched, like, a but, third of it or something. Yeah. And you still really enjoyed it? Still really enjoyed it. And I'm probably going to watch it again. Um, on Plex? On, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to use Plex again. I'll tell you what, Plex is... I mean, it's, it's too boring. I'm not yeah. going into it. Um, all right, then. Shall we move on? Yeah. Do you know this film was also a bit like Brokeback Mountain? Just say that. There's right. a lot. There was, there was a lot of bromance going on. Cowboy bromance. Cowboy bromance, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, should we move on? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, we need to talk about one more thing, the blind man scene. We've got to be really quick, go on. Okay, I thought that was fantastic and that was real pathos. Yeah. Real pathos. Yeah. I think I found out what pathos means this week. Good good, uh, good use of pathos. Can you, can you define pathos for us before we move on? Uh, it's when you can kind of connect with someone's sadness through their performance. Expression. Great, great stuff. Who would you say is the most pathetic actor? Good question. Pathetic. The most pathetic actor, I'd say. Well, you know, you know how um, Harry Liam D- Payne describes um, who Will Smith, don't you? Who's Liam Payne? Uh, out of One Direction. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the he, he goes he goes out with Cheryl. He married to Cheryl. I think it's Liam Payne. Basically, there was a there was like a car crash. Cheryl, of an interview. I mean, Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole. Yeah. There was a, a car crash of an interview with Liam Payne when he was high on what well, it seemed to be. He appeared to be high on. He was acting like someone who was high on cocaine. Right. Um, yeah. And he said that he described Will Smith as one of the great emotors of our time. I've seen that clip. I've seen that clip. 
Um, but Beth, uh, Pathos, not Bathos. Uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. yeah. What, what's the definition of Bathos? Yet to yet to find. Next to week. Next week. Definition. Shall we move on? Yeah. 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 Okay, this year we are covering the year 2005. So Sam, how old would you have been in 2005? I'm going to say circa 19, uh, 20. I mean, you, you know your birthday. Well, I was 20 yeah, so. on, in December no, 2004. 1st of January 2005, how old, how old were you? 24. Sorry, 20. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 20 for most of the year, yeah. Great. Apart from the last. Yeah, so you could just say 20 then next time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What were you up to in 2005? Uh, So, first half of the year, still living at the Bullring, St Andrew's Gardens. Not um, not Birmingham. Not Birmingham. Getting into capers uh, that involved um, the man who ran things there, a man by the name Manager. So you'd ring up the like the sort of office of the bullring. This is the concierge of the apartment building. Yeah, and it it, it just answers the phone. Manager. Okay, yeah. Um, and he was a real thorn in our side. Why? To the extent that um, they tried to charge me for a hole in the door that had been polyfilled. Yeah. And I was like, listen, I'm not gonna pay for that. That was already there, like when we got it. Yeah. And then it transpired that about three years later. We tried to, um, me and Ed Beamer tried to rent a property through the same organisation and manager had blacklisted me. So he was a bit of a nasty piece of work? Yeah. Jobsworth? Jobsworth. Well, not only job, but he's, he's making up stuff that's untrue and blacklisting you for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'd say he's also forgetful. Like, he probably just hadn't noticed that that had happened, that polyfiller thing, and then he probably did think it was you. It's a bad administration. Yeah, so definitely, absolutely. Always be, uh, always, always keep itineraries. Yeah, ABI. Mm-hmm. I or always be itinerizing. Yeah, good. <clears throat> um, and uh, there was one incident where my girlfriend at the time met us, a group of friends at the um, the university. Um, what do you call it? The union. Student union. Yeah, and um, there was a man called Scully. A lot of our um, Liverpool-based list- listeners will be familiar with Scully. So he's a, um, a homeless man who has since become a, um, a double amputee. Um, but, oh, yeah, I know him. But at the time, he was um, he was very much up and about. He would um, hang out outside the student union, have a, oh, have you, a chat you, with him. You the, mean um, he, 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 didn't, he wasn't... Um, he wasn't an amputee no, when no. you knew. I didn't realise that. Um, and like when uh, Sadie was telling us about her instances with local youths, who were, I think they were shouting something at her or something. He was like, "Well, I'll sort them out. I'll sort them out. What time? What time do they hang around there?" We told him the time. Yeah. Later that day, we looked out the window. What? Scully was there, patrolling the area for these lo- lo- local uh, wow hoodlums, local scouts. Yeah, yeah. And what would he have done? Uh, he probably would have given give him a firm talking to, I imagine. Were they that pro- were they that problematic that they would wait outside the building for it? Uh, there was a bit of an issue with that sort of thing, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
did you commission him to protect you? Well, uh, that's this is the way that Ed Ed described it. So I think we maybe gave him a bit of money to to yeah to um, well I don't know what was what we. Were. I'm not. I'm not putting words in your mouth. This is just. You texted me earlier saying yeah. remind, remind me to talk about the time we commissioned a homeless person to protect us. Yeah, that's what Ed. That's how Ed framed it. So maybe we should ask Ed Beamer about this when he's he's got a better memory for some sort of some things like that. We'll get Ed on the podcast. We'll ask him. Did any money change hands? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then the rest of uh, 2005, I worked in the post. Uh, department of the local council where I worked as a planning in the planning scene the previous summer. Yeah. Um, what do you do in the post department? Sort the post. Um, Fra- Frank in mail. Frank in mail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the mail comes in. Do you deal with that? If outgoing, inngoing, both. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Big stuff. Little nine yards. I think there was three or four of us in the in the in that department. There was a really funny guy uh, in there who was kind of like a pervert. Uh, oh. Some funny stories. What do you kind of things? Yeah, just like consensual stuff between him and. I see. Just uh, an, an, an unusual uh, peccadilloes. What does that mean? Uh, sexual preferences. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then for the second half of the year, we moved into uh, Greek Street. Uh, so we lived what, above. A, where's where's that? So it's, it's it's literally around the corner from the Bull Rinks off London Road. Okay. In Liverpool, um, and it was above a pub, and to my shame, I've forgotten the name of the pub. But the landlord of the pub had a big chunk missing from his ear. Right. Uh, it turned out that in a, in a fight with one of the locals in the pub, someone Jonathan had Creek bitten he, it off. You got Jonathan Creek. You got Jonathan Creek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's Jonathan Creek's real name? Jonathan Davis. He bit a homeless man's ear. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. He was. He blamed. It on being drunk, and he blamed it on attending the funeral of his friend earlier that day. True. Yeah. 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 Um, so he got Jonathan Creek. To this got guy. Jonathan Creek. Um, he, he was a landlord. He was landlord of the pub, and in the pub they had karaoke there most nights. And <laughs> what karaoke? Yeah, yeah. Um, and almost every night, without exception, uh, simply the best by Tina Turner would come on at about seven o'clock. Someone had requested it, or the. The guy, the ear guy, put it on. We only went into the pub once. It wasn't a welcoming, wasn't a welcoming place. You you wouldn't stand and you wouldn't take the, the Windsor. Mic. The Windsor, the pub was called. You wouldn't. You'd never do karaoke there. No, we 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 stayed away there. What's your there. What's your karaoke song? King of the Road by Roger Miller. Ah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I should have. That's yes, that's good. Yeah. What's yours? Run away by the cause. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's it's not, but I think it'd be good to do. Yeah, because it's really just all over the shop. Very pitch. Diff- yeah, it goes all over the place. And you've got no. I th- I'd be I'd be terrible at it. Right. I think it'd be that it would have a um, bit of leverage, maybe. Yeah, and so what were you doing in two thousand and five? Um, I was so um, I'd moved into a flat called Fully Mansion. Right. Okay. So uh, in, in Hong Kong, they have funny names for the apartment blocks. And F U double L Y. Yeah. Fully mansion. It's like mansion is quite a common one. They say this and that mansion, but this was called fully mansion. That's good. Yeah. Uh, really made me laugh. So me and Liam moved in this brilliant apartment called Fully Mansion, 
uh, and uh, we we renamed it Shez Banter. So okay. we lived in Shez Banter. Uh, as I've said previously, Liam was drinking a six pack of Brook each night beer. Right, okay. uh, we went out, we drank, we ate out a lot. We um, and and uh, we had we had a good time. Liam started going steady with someone uh, who was also from England, who was teaching out there. So me and Liam both started teaching. I worked for. My first job was for the Knowledge Language Centre, uh-huh. um, and I was a teacher. And but some days that would just involve me playing Uno with the children, right? You know, do you know this game? And that was your lesson plan, or they didn't provide lesson plans, so I had to do a lot of lesson planning that I wasn't paid for. Um, and they did have some resources, but it was thin on the ground. It was more like they would. They would like. They would even say it like, "We're just happy that you're conversing with the children in English and stuff." But I, I, I did try my best to lesson plan. But then, I think towards the end, I did just play a lot of Uno with the kids. Did you say? I, that? I got, I got really good at it. Uno, I know. And Uno, I know. You good? See, that's really good. Is that a callback? That, that's a callback. Well oh, done. Okay. Well done. Okay. Really good. And um, and uh, yeah, and then that ended because like. They kept being behind on my payments each month, and then they owed me a certain amount, and it got it was getting silly. And then I said, and then it got to a stage where I said, I'm not lifting one more finger until you pay me. And like, this was a bigger front to them because they they is very polite mm. society based on save. I've never understood it, but everyone everyone you speak to goes, oh yeah, Chinese culture is based on saving face. Mm. Save giving face and saving face, but surely that's the same in every single culture, you know. Yeah, but sometimes, but, but no one ever explains like how to save face and how to give face and stuff. I suppose, you, like, I don't know what giving face means, but I suppose yeah. if you're directly accusing someone of not having integrity, then yeah. that's them losing face, isn't it? That is, but then how is anything ever? what happened, how are conflicts resolved, how are they managed, how do they mm. do these things, I'm still a bit, so uh, this, uh, so then he, he, he got to the stage where he had to go to the bank and I had to stand close to the bank oh my God. and he had to get the money out to pay me. You press ganged him? Press ganged him and then I actually left soon after, I didn't wait for the next, I didn't wait to work another month and then them to not pay me again and for it to keep happening so I left got my money that they owed me and left and then they, they closed down a couple of months later so I think they were just in they were in trouble and mm-hmm. I'm glad that I went yeah yeah. well your, your and yours and Liam's mission to, when you moved to Hong Kong was, was to become writers yeah that, that fell pretty much by the wayside on, on the third day yeah. um, Liam read a lot He's he's an avid reader. Yeah, that's good. so did I. I. I read some some good stuff, but um, can't say we. Later in Hong Kong, I did some short filmmaking, but it was pretty much just um, lads, lads, lads. Are they still available? Are they still out, are they out there anywhere? The short. We'll, we'll we'll come to it in okay. the next in the next couple of episodes. But um, then I worked at Wise Creative Center. Wise. Wise Creative Center. Mm-hmm in uh, Causeway Bay in Hong Kong and um, I did something I'm not proud of Um, 
I I when I left that job, I took a laptop case with me. Wow, a, a kit, a, just a case. Yeah, like a, a like a laptop bag, a laptop yeah, case. Not me. a laptop. No, 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 no. Oh. But I I just think that's bad. I, th- I think. I think I think stealing is the worst one of the worst things you can do. Really? Yeah. From small companies or individuals. I think it's it's it, it, it's 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 a it's it's the opposite of a victimless crime, isn't it? What even if it's like from Did, Tesco or something? Um I kind of don't agree with it. Hmm. I, I have I, I, I have a friend who I won't name who when they scan products at the self service checkout they they um they don't scan a couple of products right okay yeah every time to stick it to the to the big supermarkets yeah they do it not to judge this person mm-hmm. and i'm sorry if, sorry if you're listening um but yeah to stick it to the man but i i just, I just don't uh, i i'm not going to I'm not going to go on about it. Moralize. I, I don't want to moralise what that person does uh, because, yeah, as I said, I stole a laptop case and it was from and I and, it, and I knew who it belonged to. It belonged to the the boss of the centre. It was their person. It was their thing, and everyone had it in for the boss. Like no one liked the boss and stuff. And then I kind of justified it by thinking, oh, I need a laptop case, and I'm mm-hmm. going, and no one likes this person. I sh- shouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Do you think I should? Try and track them down and give them a, give it back to them. Um, so this was um, two thousand and five. Yeah, twenty eighteen years ago. May May Yip, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Mm. I stole from you, um, uh, and it has infor- it is it is it is informed my. And I have never done it since. Do you think they lost face as a result of having their I'd say I'd say it would have hurt. It, I didn't do it to hurt them. I, do, I did it because I purely wanted a laptop yeah. case. But I think it would have hurt them their feelings mm-hmm. with everything that had gone down there. There was a lot of a lot of infighting in that place. Well, it sounds it sounds like you've suffered a lot internally as a result. So I think maybe yeah, yeah. maybe you know it's uh, let's let's let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah, good shout, good shout. Two thousand five was also the year that my allergies. Came to the fore. Oh, really? Yeah. So, near Wisegrave Centre was um, a Japanese a Chinese chain restaurant called Preta Preta Monge. Is that is that Chinese? Is it is it not? I think, uh, well, that's it's French in title. It's, yeah, it's actually owned by McDonald's. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I we used to frequent this establishment, mm-hmm. and. Um, this is where I discovered my I, I one day I was eating a tuna and um, cucumber sandwich, uh, and that's when I got an itchy tongue and itchy chin. You related to cucumbers? I don't know tuna or cucumbers. I don't know. So you, and you haven't eaten them since? Um, I've had cucumbers since, uh, and I think there's something going on like raw carrots. I get an itchy chin. So the the external chin, your external my external chin, yeah. <laughs> my external chin, yeah. Um, I get an itchy chin, and I get an itchy back of the tongue, um, and sometimes my throat 
Not my breathing. <laughs> not your external not my, not my external though. Not my breathing channel, but my esophagus, which is the one you swallow stuff down. Esophagus. Esophagus will get swollen, and then I can't really eat the rest of my meal because I can't swallow stuff down very easily. So there's something going on with shell, shellfish, perhaps tuna, or maybe there was some shellfish in that tuna. Mm. But maybe it was cucumber, and but also there's a thing going on with raw carrots. Sometimes there's a thing going on with tomatoes, uh, uncooked, and sometimes mm-hmm. there's and there is definitely a thing going on with egg white, which I avoid. Oh, he said this. I yeah, only, yeah. only eat the yolk. Yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was a kind of joke, a yolk joke. No joke. It's no yolk. Um, and yeah, there's something unexplained going on. Mm. and people think I'm joking because I say I get an itchy chin and stuff people don't believe me when I say I can't swallow anything but well, it's, it's all true itchy chin that used to be the sign for I don't believe you yeah it? chinny chinny yeah chinny Mandela yeah yeah Winnie I think it's Winnie oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no um, so you know it's it's no great it's no great Tragedy, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not milking it. You haven't been moved to have tests. No. Do you think I should? Um, not if it's not if it's really causing you any problems. But what happens? So these days, when you go out for something to eat, hmm. as a matter of course, they ask you, "Do you have any allergies?" I say no, nothing. Mm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm the Tommy Lee Jones of 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 Liverpool. Totally ambiguous. Ambiguous. No. I'm. I'm just. Um, I'm just. I'm old school. Yeah. Haggard. I'm, I'm old school. Uh, yeah. I'm old school. I. I. Um, Gruff. Stiff upper lip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take it on the chin. Mm-hmm. Um, I go into Wagamama. I sit down, and they say, "Have you got any allergies?" I say, "No." No. I am. Um, I love Wagamama. I've been twice. First time was really bad. Second time was brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I love it, but um, I struggle to get full from a Wagamama. I have to order a lot. Really? Good. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's no. Um, it's no. What's the Heston Blue Mental one called? There's something duck. Heston Blue Mental. Um, the fat duck. So I think that's right. Yeah, it's, it's no fat duck, is it? You can you can get full if you want. You could order a lot, and it wouldn't you wouldn't be paying through the roof. Yeah. Well, you'd, be, you'd pay a pretty penny. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you could get full at Wagamama for for thirty quid. Yeah. Just for you, thirty pounds on yourself. Yeah. I'd say. Would you say that's spending a lot? Would you say that's not spending a lot? If if I if I go for a two person meal at Wagamama. I'm aiming to spend fifty total. Mm. Yeah, so that's if you spent thirty on yourself, mm. you could be full. Yeah. Do you declare allergies? Mm, I don't have any. So do you? Do, well, do you declare any? If I'm around cats, uh, do, you, do, you tell, do you tell them that when you when you're at Wagamama? Yeah. So do you have any allergies? I said. Okay, I've got asthma, so um, I can't go near cats or dust. <laughs> that that would you put that in your standard? You could do, couldn't I? Yeah. Can you write that down? One, 
Yeah. And we've got nowhere to write it. Okay, but, yeah. yeah. I don't, don't forget that one. Um, I need to keep files like Bob Munkhouse, don't I? Yeah, I mean, he was prolific. Yeah. He was prolific. He kept the files. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cats and Dust. Me too. Me too movement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you led to the Me Too movement. No, no, the cats and cats and dust. Yeah, but, yeah, and you support the, you support the Me Too movement. Absolutely, yeah, of course. And what happens to you with cats and dust? You don't have asthma, do you? Um, yeah, no, I don't have asthma, but I'm, I'm allergic to that stuff. What itchy chin? No, no, much worse. Like, you know, sinuses and everything. Right, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, terrible stuff. I'm not sure that I am any longer allergic to cats and I'm staying in Airbnb next weekend and the owner has a cat called Bowie I think he, I think he's crazy is she, it he or she? she sorry that was that was bad bad move um, I uh, I think that she's mental why? because um, <laughs> because you don't run an Airbnb and have cats so she, so it's her house, and she, it's a, it's a room in her house. Get rid of the cat. Um, but what if I tell you this? Go on. The house is in Brixton. Yeah. It's on the next road to where Bowie, David Bowie, was born. Yeah. And she's called the cat Bowie, so it all ties in with the theme of the Airbnb. And she's, I bet she's got like Ziggy Stardust paintings up and stuff. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's part of the experience. Yeah. I would have called I would have called the cat Eddie Grant Electric Avenue yeah Electric Avenue in Brixton is that in Brixton as Eddie, well? Eddie Grant from okay. Brixton yeah I would have called it Eddie Grant but maybe it's not it's close proximity I mean Brixton's not a huge place if she's near where Bo- Bowie was born I'd, I'd say she's near Electric Avenue I'd call the cat Eddie Grant that's I mean that's a good I mean that is that, that might be the name if I ever get a dog I'm <laughs> That I'm 100% calling it Eddie Grant. Yeah. I mean, I used to have a dog called Canapé. But, um, yeah, next one's going to be called Eddie Grant. I didn't know you had a dog. I'm looking forward to that episode. Yeah, I had a dog called Canapé. I've done Gizmo. I had a hamster called Gizmo. Um, Is this in the future? Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up. That's a good um, teaser. A lot of good stuff coming up, folks. So um, Yeah, we've got some good guests. www.co-fee dot com forward slash film catch up um, so coffee dot com and coffee spell ko I just said this hyphen fi yeah dot com forward slash film catch up yeah or go to our Instagram page which is at film catch up and click on the link link yeah click on the link in the bio LinkedIn bio so uh, come on then let's um, uh, should we wrap this yeah, up yeah we need to wrap it up yeah Next week's film is I've chosen it already okay. and I'm not giving you a choice. What if I've seen it? If you if you've seen it, I'll choose another. Okay. Uh I'm going for a film that was made it's part of the Oslo trilogy. Um Oslo is the capital of Iceland. I, I believe Norway. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> no, but also I'm I'm not sure either. So uh, Helsinki is Iceland, I think, isn't it? Right, I could be wrong. So this film is called Reprise. It's directed by Joachim Trier, Trier, Joachim Trier, from 2006, Norway, Norway, 
107 minutes. Are you ready? Yep. Eric and Philip have been best friends since childhood and both want to become writers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Similar yeah. to me and... It's ringing bells, yeah. Similar to me and Liam. While Eric's manuscript is refused by the publishers as lacking in talent, Philip is eagerly welcomed and overnight becomes a young star in Norway's literary scene. Soon their young dreams clash with reality. Well, I'm, look, me, I'm looking forward to this. Let me show you this. That's my watch list. Yeah. It's in your watch list. Reprises in my watch list, and along they, with Osler 31 August. I'm guessing you've seen The Worst Person in the World. I have, yeah. It's a great film, yeah. Did you enjoy it? Loved it, yeah. Brilliant. So, is that part of the Oslo trilogy? Um, I, I think it is. I think it is, yeah. I think it's that one and, and that other two. one, uh, Oslo 31st of August. So, are you happy with that choice? Over the moon. And, you know, in the 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 actor who plays the cartoonist in The Worst Person in the World. Yes. The, 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 the boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, he he's like one of the stars of this film, and I, he was great, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was really good. Yeah, his name in that film was Axel. Right, quite okay. a cool name. I've got. It? I know. It's the son of my friend is called Axel. How do they spell it? Uh, without any, with only one consonant. A X E L. Mm-hmm. Two consonants. Uh, sorry, only one vowel. A and E. Two only vowels. One. How do they do that? I don't know. Has it got a... Uh, I don't know. Let's not get bogged down in there. If, if anyone can find a spelling of Axel with just one vowel, then write in. Do write in. Axel's... Um, what is the Beverly Hills Cop um, theme tune? Axel Foley. Axel F. Yeah. Has that got... Yeah. Axel F. A-X-E-L. A-X-E-L. E. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um... Is there a word or phrase we can um, sum up today's episode with? Something about administrative protocol. Yeah. Um, something about weekend of Bernie's. Um, Tommy Lee Jones. Weekend of Bernie's. January Jones. Um, Tommy Lee Jones January Jones Barry Pepper Barry Pepper Barry Pepper what's the vinegar football player called? Ruben Vinegar Ruben Vinagre what about that? Ruben Vinagre yeah okay yeah yeah. we might get some Hull City um, or Simon Mayo Simon Mayo yeah he does films yeah that'll get his attention I don't want to get get him involved Shots he, across the bow. Shots fired. Yeah, I think he's got enough on his plate to be drawn into our world. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, what about um, there was there was Simon Mayo, internal ambiguity, Helen Mirren. Yeah, Heron Mirren. Heron Mirren administrative protocol. Good. It's yeah, like the John Parsons project. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Helen Mirren administrative protocol. Great. <laughs>